We've been talking during uh, this last broadcast and uh, today about single women and how to find a husband. Of course, last week I told uh, the girls who were listening, or last broadcast rather, I told the girls who were listening uh, that they might not need to find a husband, that God maybe was singling them out for the single life. And we looked at Matthew 19, verses uh, 10 through 12, in which we read that God does give to certain people a gift to lead the single life, and that when he does, they ought to do it for the sake of the kingdom of heaven, as it says in verse 12. That means that they ought to pour themselves into God's work in some special way and not find some kind of a career outside of God's work, and that if they do so, uh, they must do so uh, accepting this uh, single life as from God, not with complaint or grumbling or self-pity or, or some kind of uh, backward look, but do it with a real commitment and a real joy and a real certainty that this is what God wants them to do. Now, I also suggested that the person who, when she is working as a single, is deeply at work in the Lord's work and joyfully involved in doing something for the sake of the kingdom of, of heaven and uh, really pouring herself into activities that are furthering and advancing God's work rather than furthering and advancing her own career, will become a cheerful kind of person, a, an exciting kind of person uh, for Christian men to uh, find. And uh, not only that, if she's in the Lord's work, she's going to probably be thrown more likely into contact with Christian men than if she's not. I've heard of uh, women who went to a mission field, and uh, here they are so far away from all the possibilities of uh, contact with uh, Christian men, but they went to a mission field. And out there they were doing some Bible teaching in the bush with the women or uh, working in a hospital or something of that sort. And all their friends and their relatives and their parents and everybody else say, well, you'll never find a man out there. And they said, well, but I think this is what the Lord wants me to do. And sure enough, out comes a handsome Christian doctor practically riding on a white horse who falls madly in love with her and the two are married on the mission field. Well, you know, I, I know those stories and I know God can do it. But I also know doesn't always happen that way. And that's what some of you are sitting there shaking your head and thinking right now. Yeah, it doesn't always happen that way. I've been waiting for him to come on a white horse. I don't even see any white horses, let alone riders. And uh, how do I find a man? And what do I do to get a man? And so on. Well, all right. These are some questions I think need to be considered quite seriously by you today. I don't believe, first of all, the church has done all that it might do or could do in helping to bring together the right young men and young women. And I believe that the church has a new responsibility to assume at this point. So, first of all, uh, let me talk to any pastors who are listening. Pastors, what are you doing and what is your church doing seriously to provide Christian men and women real options for them? You know, how many singles do you have in your congregation? Sometimes they, they sort of boil down to a relative few. Uh, there may be a few, but the options may not be possible because of age differences and various other uh, choice differences and so on. And so they may be very few, particularly when you get up into the 20s and, and the early 30s. I believe that it's responsibility of a church to try to provide opportunities for Christian singles to meet one another, singles particularly who are not to remain single and who don't have that gift and who are to exercise the gift of marriage and yet who do not have the proper options. 
you don't you don't want to just sit around and complain about your gals running off with unsaved husbands so let's start doing something to see that it doesn't occur one thing that can be done is to uh, have a number of activities between your church and a number of other churches with whom you can have some kind of fellowship and contact. And I believe that a group of pastors in a Christian ministerium, uh, an evangelical ministerium, or a group of pastors in the same denomination who are nearby or closely uh, knit doctrinally churches can get together and should get together and should work out some kind of plan and program that runs year-round for Christian singles to get together so that they can have real fellowship and not just talk about divorce and problems and so on, but can really talk about the things that they need to to get to have real fellowship and, and uh, find the others that they need. <clears throat> Incidentally, if you're a Christian single and your pastor has no inclination to do this or he isn't listening in today, you can do something about it. Uh, if you go to him and you say to him, look, here's my plan, and you come with a well-drawn-out plan, you have a program, a plan, everything laid out on paper. You don't uh, leave it all in his lap to do. And you say, look, I'm willing to do everything I can do. I'll be the secretary. I'll write the letters. I'll do the bulwark. I'll do the hard work. I'll, I'll, I'll put my shoulder to the wheel. All I ask you to do is to get together with two or three other pastors and say, look, we've got this gal over here who's concerned and excited about doing this thing. She'll do all the work. All we have to do is to announce it, and uh, we have to organize it somehow in our churches, but she's willing to do all the legwork for it. I'll tell you, if you do that, I believe something's going to happen. I believe that you can get yourself uh, so deeply involved in that work, and you will be the person who's involved in it. You're likely to be the very first one that somebody picks off for a, for a wife. Because here you are, right in the midst of the Lord's work. You're the one who got this movement going. You're the one who got excited about it. You're the one who's involved in it. And the Lord may use that very thing not only to bring blessing to many others, but to you as one of the first ones. I've been to singles conferences. Twice I've been out to a singles conference of over four or 500 singles for a week uh, out on the West Coast. And uh, interestingly enough, uh, each time we saw the leadership in those conferences uh, married off first. And uh, this may be exactly what happens to you if you begin to take leadership in solving the problem for the sake of others that God will bless not only those others uh, whose sake you have in mind, but you yourself as you seek to bless others. Be sure your motives are straight there, but God often will use your very enthusiasm, your energy, and your efforts to bring blessing to you too. We read in James, the first chapter, that we are blessed in the doing. And a lot of people, because they're not doing anything, are not blessed. They're just sitting and waiting for somebody to ride up on that white horse uh, and say something to them, and they don't want to move themselves. But remember... You're not to become a forgetful hearer, James 1.25, but an effectual doer, and this man shall be blessed in what he does. Blessed in the doing, by the doing, but not blessed by the sitting and thinking and fretting about it. Moreover, get yourself ready for marriage. If you have the gift of marriage and you're convinced that you do, 1 Corinthians 7 tells us a little bit about uh, uh, one of the things which will help you to determine whether you have the gift of marriage or not, continence or incontinence, uh, then You've got to get yourself prepared for marriage. Are you, uh, <clears throat> are you really ready? I've asked in counseling, uh, do you know anything about sewing, cooking, running a house, taking care of children, and so on? And a lot of women said, no, I don't. And I said, well, what kind of a risk do you think you are for a husband? So many things can be done, but one of the key things is to start working at it prayerfully. Lord, help those Christian singles out there today who are concerned about these matters to do something not just to sit and fret and worry and think 
and become all sorrowful and tearful about it, or to sit down with others and begin to, to uh, whine and moan together about how bad the church is or how bad the Christian men are or anything else. But instead, Lord, help them to take this matter to heart, to pray about it, to prayerfully seek out a pastor, to prayerfully try to organize a group, to prayerfully try to do something on their own, to get their own lives straightened away, and to be those places in the Lord's service where Christian men uh, will show themselves too. For these things we pray in Christ's name and for his sake. Amen.